The Borough Life Podcast with James and Rosie. Hello, welcome back to the Borough Life Podcast. We're up to episode four. Uh, Rosie, we had a good time uh, recording this one, so who have we got coming up? So on this episode, we've got Elizabeth Costello from Lee Film Society, who tells us about the adult carers film club that they've started. And then we went down to the archives, Wigan and Leeds, chat to Rosie and Tom to see what's happening down there. It was really interesting, wasn't it, to go to the the archives, and I hope that comes across that I think um, if a job comes up at the archives, we'll probably be dusting off our CV to try and get in there. But we won't be dusting off our white gloves. (laughs) No, everyone will get that reference in a little bit. Who'd have thought that a little patch of denim could be so interesting? interesting um, and also the the, the carers film club is, is an absolutely fantastic initiative um, our colleague Steve's written a great feature in the spring edition of Borough Life which is still available um, and you can you can read it online but yeah the magazine should be out and about in the borough still um, so it's worth reading that feature uh, and then listening to Elizabeth's uh, conversation with us so Rosie should we get on with it episode four Yep, we won't keep you waiting any longer. We're here at the Turnpike Gallery in Lee. Um, me and Rosie have been allowed out of uh, Wigan Town Hall again, so it's nice to be on the road. Um, we're here with Elizabeth Costello. Um, Elizabeth, could you please introduce yourself and tell us where you come from? I am from, uh, I live in Lee. Uh, I've lived in Lee for 30 years, but I'm originally from Salford. Um, I am the Development Director for Lee Film Society Charity. I'm a full-time volunteer in the community. Brilliant. And so, Elizabeth, we've invited you on today because in the latest edition of Borough Life magazine, which people can still find out and about, the spring edition, uh, we've got a great feature in there about the uh, Carers Film Club. Please tell us about about that because it it was a great feature and it's a a fantastic uh, initiative that's happening. It is fantastic and we're really proud to have really got it off the ground post-Covid. Uh, it's been something that's been on the, 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 the back burner for many years. It was a, finding the right place to launch it. Um, <clears throat> we actually launched it pre-COVID the month before we shut down. Oh gosh, right. So um, it was a great initiative and uh, it re- received a lot of attention. But then we shut it down for two years. So we've had to really start again with yeah. the whole thing. But what's really important about the Carers Film Club is um, it's about finding um, it's about finding things for carers to do that takes them away from their everyday challenges. Uh, I was a young carer as a little girl, so I know how important it is to not only balance school and caring, but to uh, find a way of looking after yourself and your, your own mental health. So, um, and also, um, my my history was I spent five years on renal dialysis, so. When you're attached to a machine being kept alive, you're looking for constantly things to take your mental health to a good place. And I watched a lot of films. So after five years, I actually totally understood the need for escapism uh, and how to look after yourself. And uh, I found my escape in film. So when I had a transplant in 2012, it was 2013 that we launched the Film Society as a way of not only giving back to the community, but as a way of providing something, a place for people to come to and just escape for a couple of hours. So Carers Film Club, it's there for anyone across the borough who, who's got caring responsibilities, however, however little or, or you know, significant, they can come in um, and it, tell us about where, where the venue is. I know you've got a new venue for the, for the club and how uh, frequent the sessions are. And, yes. Yeah. 
Well, the, the Carers Film Club is supported by Wigan Council and without the Wigan Council support, we could not do it. Um, so the, the Carers Film Club is twice a month. Uh, one is an afternoon screening at one o'clock and the second one is a six o'clock screening. So we're trying to cover people's timetables as best we can. Yeah. So it's twice a month and it's at the Lee Film Factory, which is a, a new cinema. It's only been open six months. It is, it's a cinema that's been built entirely by volunteers. Uh, from community donations and from Wigan Council donation. The cinema has been built with a, a green ethos. Mm -hmm. So it's been built entirely by, uh, from uh, recycled materials. Wow, yeah. So it's uh, very green, should we say. So at the moment it's um, adult carers, but we're hoping to reintroduce the young carers because pre-COVID, the Young Carers Film Club, it was really busy. It was an amazing thing. I loved it all the time. It was, and you don't you don't actually know that there are so many young carers out there mm. that need our help, and that's where Wigan Lee Carers Centre comes in. They look after these people, and um, so yeah, we're not started the Young Carers Film Club yet, but we will be doing it again soon. And I've got to ask, how how do people get involved if if they're interested in coming along and yes. heard you speak? How how do they get in touch? Yes, they contact Wigan Lee Carers uh, and they will register them to come to the film club. Brilliant. And so, Elizabeth, we can't have you on today without talking to you more about, about um, the film society in general, um, your specialist subject. We, we've grabbed you this morning. That, I mean, there's a session going on here at the, the Turnpike um, through the later morning and, and afternoon. So please tell us if, if there is anyone out there in the borough, I don't think there would be, who hasn't heard of Lee Film Society. Please tell us what it's all about, how people can get involved, what kind of sessions you have. Yeah, well, we can we can give you a, a, a 20 minute, half an hour, an hour to talk about this, but please just tell us about it. Oh, well, I need all day, because <laughs> I've got so much to say about Lee Film. Um, we started 10 years ago in a small cafe in Tilsley. The idea behind it was to bring people together to watch a film, to enjoy a film together, and then perhaps talk about it later. Um, so we've been going for 10 years now. Uh, we moved to the Turnpike in 2014. And back in 20, September 2014, we, we rebranded ourselves as Lee Film Society. Uh, we launched three major projects all in the same month. One was the Afternoon Classic Cinema Club that is aimed at people who are socially isolated, who are lonely for people with dementia and other uh, challenges in their life and disabilities. Then we also launched the Evening Film Society, which is about bringing films that don't make it to Cineworld, non-mainstream art, uh, art house films, foreign language, because we thought, well, there's a lot of people in our town don't get to see these films unless mm -hmm. they go to Liverpool or Manchester. Yeah. So we brought non-mainstream film to our town. We're not just about our town, we're about the wider borough as well. And then we also launched the annual short film festival, yeah. which yeah. was about, it initially set out to support um, filmmakers on low budget. Yeah. So that has just grown. Um, it's just grown so much now that um, we get a lot of international uh, submissions. Uh, we have a, a selection panel who have to go through so many films and, and choose an evening or two evenings of short film. So Lee Film Society has a, a lot of a lot going on, but it couldn't survive without the the. the without volunteers. It is a charity, it's volunteer-led, 
and the people who give their time not just support the film but they're also giving back to their town so this year we celebrate our 10th anniversary and we're planning something really special for that we're, we're actually going to screen at the, the, the film factory which is the, the, the cinema at spinners mill that all our Lee Film Society volunteers built. We all built it together. Mm -hmm. We all had a stake in it. And believe me, it was very physical work, really physical. Uh, we actually had to go down to London to collect the cinema seats. Right. They came from the London Science Museum. They were wow. going to landfill. Right. So we went down to London to with three trucks and a lot of volunteers to dismantle their theatre at the Science Museum, bring the cinema seats back up to Lee, and then put them into the cinema. They are gorgeous seats, they are so comfortable. And, and quite a lot of them had never even been sat on. Uh, so yeah, the cinema is something just to come and experience. So we're planning something really special for our 10th anniversary. What we're going to do is actually at the film factory, we're going to screen the very first film we, we, we put on as a film society back in 2013. It's a French film. And the reason we chose this, this film particularly, it's called Les Untouchables. The reason we showed that film is because when we set out and put ourselves out as a film society, we wanted to put a film out there that we knew hadn't been seen very much in our area. And we felt that that set a marker down for us, that this is who we are, this yeah. is what we're about. But we're also going to have a, um, an auction. We've had some donations, kindly donated from Film 4 in London, but we are looking for more donations. And the reason we're doing an auction is to raise money for the charity, but also to raise money to to buy what's called the DCP, a digital cinema projector. Now they cost about 35,000 pounds wow. and we need one at the film factory. Okay. Without a DCP, I'm not sure how long we've got to, to manage with the way the cinema industry is going at the moment. So yes, we are community cinema, but we need a DCP to be able to show the blockbusters. Yeah. So when a blockbuster makes it to Cineworld on its release date, we want to do that. Yeah. So we're, we're really trying hard now to raise the money because what we do at the, the film factory is we, we, we created a cinema experience. It's, it's, the bar area is amazing. You've just got to come to and have a drink. You don't have to go and watch a film, but the experience that we've created there is something to behold, to be fair. When's, when's the anniversary then? So when, when's it Yeah, we're October? doing that in October this October. year at the film factory. Uh, 27th of October, I think. It's okay. a Thursday night. So we're going to get, we're going to try and get our patrons to come along. We're going to invite the councils to come along and uh, and bring your wallets. So <laughs> that's what we're going to try and do. So it's a big fundraiser for us. Yeah. So we're working hard on that at the moment. But um, the film factory, um, what, what how we try and run it is affordable cinema. Yeah. It's cinema for families where. Families have been priced out to the main multiplexes. It's so expensive for you to take your children, if, you, if you're two adults and three children, to take, yeah. to go as a family to a multiplex. It's a lot of money. And we're living in a cost of living crisis. So what, what we decided to do was to run it as what we call a not-for-profit cinema. Mm -hmm. So 100% of any surplus is reinvested into the project. I'd encourage all of our listeners to go and, and read the uh, the article in Borough Life if they've not about the uh, about the film club for carers. We'll put all the information about the film society um, out as well when 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 this podcast podcast goes out. So we'll point everybody towards the the society and what's going on. 
the anniversary sounds great. We'd, you know, we'll, we'd love to come. Maybe we could come and record an episode of the podcast from that in October. But before we move on to the, the quick fire questions, before we, we let you go, Rosie actually has a, has a big question that I think she's been building up to to ask you all, yeah. all throughout. So, yeah, we'll, we'll go for this one, Rosie. I think we can't have you on the podcast and not ask you this question. Um, so what is, do you have an all-time favourite film that you can tell us about and why is it your favourite? Yes, I do. Um, I've been asked that question many, many times. And sometimes I answer by saying, well, what genre are you talking about? Because I tend to have a, a favourite go-to film in any sort of genre. But overall, if I had to give an answer, I would have to say a film uh, that stars Henry Fonda. It's called 12 Angry Men. And the reason I love this film so much, it's set in one room. It's about a jury deciding the fate of a young boy who's accused of murder. But it takes that one voice, which is Henry Fonda. I mean, I've lost count how many times I've watched it because every time I watch it, it's not a case of seeing something new. It just gives me a really good feeling how one person can turn around an angry, an angry mob. You know, that one voice, the underdog, who's just saying, let's just think about something differently. Yes. Because Henry Fonda, an amazing actor, but the actual meaning the behind message. it. And then... I'm not spoiling it for you if you've never seen it because it's been around right, a long I'm gonna time. I'm going to have to go and watch it. You'll have to go and watch it. But um, can I tell you the ending? Yeah. <laughs> he, he, one by one, convinces every member of that jury to change their, their yeah. verdict, so, so to speak. Seriously, go and watch it I because <laughs> it doesn't matter what year it's set in. It could be, it's still relevant today yeah. to that one voice who speaks truth to power. Well, what a strong answer! I think, I think, I think you've we, sold it. Yeah, I think, I think we can tell that you've uh, you've been asked that question before, and you've you have, you've got that answer. So, um, so we'll, yeah, so we'll go on to the, our quick fire questions. So we ask every guest the, these, Elizabeth. You can you can answer one word if you want, as, as much as a little as possible. Um, it's your choice. So, um, do you want to do you want to kick off? Yeah, I'm excited to see what you have to say. So, tea or coffee? Water. Oh, right. Okay. Um, cats or dogs? Dogs. Oh, my goodness. I love dogs. Uh, pop or rock? <clears throat> I'm stuck in the 80s, so yeah, pop. Facebook or Twitter? Twitter. Sweet or salty? Popcorn snack? <laughs> <clears throat> Sweet or salty? I'd say salty. Are you a night owl or an early bird? Oh, night owl. I can stay up till early hours watching films. Really? One after the other. Oh, yeah. I, I think we all know the answer to this next one. Oh. Um, box set or film? <laughs> <laughs> Film. <laughs> that would have been a scandal, wouldn't it, if, if you'd said box <laughs> set on that one? Um, oh, yeah, so this would be a good one for you. Horror or comedy? Horror. Winter or summer? Winter. Big party or dinner party? D dinner party. Fab. Well, that's all our questions. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. It's been really fascinating to hear you speak. Yeah, thanks, Elizabeth. A big thank you to Elizabeth there for talking to us about Lee Film Society. They've got tons going on, so it's really in your interest to check out their schedules. The article about Carers Film Club is still in the spring edition of Borough Life. It's available online and the magazine should still be out and about in public buildings. So please pick one up. We'll be back with Archives Wigan and Lee after the ad break. Looking to find your fitness? Your local Be Well Ledger Centre has everything you need to achieve your goals. Whether you're wanting to hit the gym, go for a swim, try a group exercise class or even discover a new sport, our all-inclusive membership has you covered across seven different locations. 
Discover your local leisure centre and join today at bewellwigan.org. Feel well, live well, be well. My foster carers helped me loads. Um, they've helped me boost my confidence, make me feel better about myself. Before, I just didn't feel great in myself and I just, I, I needed that boost and they, they give it to me. Whether you're ready to start your fostering journey or you know someone who you think would make a good foster carer, it's never too early to start. To find out more, visit wigan.gov.uk forward slash fostering. Foster for Wigan. Local people supporting local families. Welcome back to the Borough Life podcast. Uh, it's Rosie and James meets Rosie and Tom. We're here at Lee Town Hall in, in, the, uh, in the archive. So Rosie and Tom, please, could you introduce yourselves and yeah, tell us uh, a little bit about your, your job role here at uh, Lee Town Hall? Um, well, hi, um, my name is Rosie Lampard. Uh, I work here in the archives. Um, my job is customer services officer. Um, and yeah, I, I get to use the archives to think up new and exciting ways to engage people with the collection. I think that's the easiest way to say my job. <laughs> I'm Tom McGrath, and I have the same job title as Rosie, Customer Service Officer. Um, and likewise, do very similar things with the collections that Rosie does. And I suppose I also manage the volunteers and placements here at the archives. Fab. So if you had to explain the archives to someone who knows absolutely nothing about the archives, uh, what would you say, what kind of things are on offer here? It sounds very dull when we say we keep the entire borough's collection of paper, um, but that's what we do. We essentially have 800 years worth of history here that is written down on paper. So it can be things like um, church records, school records, diaries, letters, photographs, maps, plans. And I think also quite excitingly, as we get into sort of more technologically savvy age, it's not even paper anymore, is it? It's sort of digital records, people's emails, you know, you think of the equivalent of paper letters that people are sending. Now it's now it's all kinds of things, which is very exciting and much smaller. You can put more USBs in a box than you can plan. And in terms of what's on offer here at, um, at the Town Hall in Lee, so I'm just going to refer people back um, a couple of years ago. I remember we had an, um, an edition of Borough Life. It might have been before, had you joined us then, Rosie? I'm not sure whether it might have been before your time. But it was all about the, the, uh, the investment in, in the town. We, we got some um, heritage lottery funding. Um, and the investment from the council. So there's been a bit of an overhaul here at the uh, at the town hall. So could you tell us a little bit about like yeah what what facilities are on offer um, and yeah because it's really visual, isn't it? Like on the the streets as you walk past and there's the displays and yeah. So please tell us more about that. Um, so the National Lottery Heritage Funding uh, project, revealing Wigan archives, has been huge. Mm -hmm. So it kind of breaks into two halves. Um, so half of that is sort of the physical uh, properties so we have the town hall has had a refresh inside mm. um, we have a search room which is where researchers can come and explore the collections we can get out you know 500 year old documents and they can pour over them um, so those are now nice and air conditioned we have comfy seats um, very welcoming space we have um, a brand new exhibition in Lee Town Hall as well which uses archive documents um, it uses some of the museum collections as well to explore the history of the borough and try and tell some of those stories that maybe you wouldn't know about. Um, so that's really exciting for us. It also has meant that we can put on an activity plan um, and that means we're running lots of fun events um, and those have ranged from sort of uh, art workshops using the archive collections as inspiration 
Um, we've got, you know, we're celebrating the coronation. We've got a big uh, celebration on the square that we've got artists participating in. Um, so, and then we also have school workshops that we run. Um, so getting schools in to use the collections, um, basically making a bit of noise with the, with the archives collection as well. So it's a, a two-pronged uh, project. Yeah, and this is accessible for everyone. It's the history of the borough and it's for the people of the borough. So uh, anyone can come in. We're open Tuesday to Saturday. Um, we do tours of the building as well. So people can come in and see Lee Town Hall and how that's been uh, restored and renovated as well during the project. So we warmly encourage people to come along and find out what we do. Yeah, I know I came to one of the uh, sessions where you did some weaving with uh, recycled materials, so I had a good time there. Um, and I was going to ask, I was going to kind of zone in on the tours a bit, um, but one of the things I wanted to ask was, on these tours, is there anything particularly cool that you can see? Like, what's the coolest thing that you see on the tour? I mean, the council team is pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, you get to, yeah, so we take people upstairs in the town hall, so the bits that they wouldn't normally get to to see at ground floor level. So they go upstairs, they see the council chamber, which is pretty much untouched from 1907 when it was first designed and built. Um, and there's beautiful stained glass windows in there. And then we, I think, really excited. Everyone's impressed by the shelves downstairs, which doesn't sound, <laughs> it, it sounds quite bizarre, uh, but you have to come and see them. They are the possibly the tallest shelves. Yeah, um, I've yet to see taller archive shelves. Yeah, <laughs> and they are, well, we won't give it all away. You have to come and see it. They're, they're very <laughs> exciting. The school children that come absolutely love them. And I think probably as well the Dootson collection. So we have a book collection of 10,000 books that was left to the people of Lee uh, by Mr. Dootson in 1952. And the oldest book in that collection is from 1608. So people can handle that as well. Wow. Well, I've got a couple of follow-up questions here. But first, you, you've thrown me off the track here. What were you weaving? Crisp packets. Um... But in, into what? A wall <laughs> hanging that sits on the wall. Now. Oh, I've seen, oh, I remember now. I've seen that wall hang. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember. Yeah, it was, yeah, that was it was very good. It was a good Have day. you still got it? Yeah. 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 And that work, should we got out because obviously the borough has quite a rich history of, of weaving, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. We got out some of the the records from local mills um, that you got to have a look at and yeah. handle, and, and some objects made from old mill equipment as well. I think. Mm. Yeah, it was really good. Excellent. My other question was, when, pe when you get out, the, so for example, that, that book from the 1600s that you mentioned, uh, do, you, do people have to wear gloves to handle it and to, to look, look what's, what's the process? Because the, the, the different chemicals on people's hands and how that affects uh, the, the, old, the old paper. And yeah, so please tell it. Yeah, I'm fascinated by that. So common archive myth is white cotton gloves. If that's a myth? It's a myth. Ah, we don't, right, okay. it, they would have been used in the past. Right. But nowadays, if we need to wear gloves, we use like latex gloves. Right. Because you can get a better grip of the document, you've got better dexterity with your fingers. Okay. So you can tell if you're being too rough with the document yeah. or not. In theory, the less something is handled, the better it is for its survival. But then the whole point of us being here is that people can come and look at these things. So basically with the book, we would put it on a special book cushion so right. it sits on its own cushion on yeah. the table, okay. uh, and as long as you're not like leaning on it or throwing the pages like dramatically, um, yeah, you can just come in as you are and, and turn it over and read it. Yeah. That's a really good fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who'd have known? Time you watch a TV programme and they get out there like cotton gloves, you say, actually. It's show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I think it's, you guys especially uh, uh, are 
making the the archives accessible to to new audiences, and it's great that you mentioned about the the tours and school children coming in. I know Rosie's dying to ask you though about your um, social media presence, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pass over to you, Rosie, for the, for this section. Yeah, the geek in me is absolutely loving your Instagram reels. Um, so can you tell us a bit more about why why you decided to do that, and also how can people see you? You've quickly become the stars of the show, I think. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose it is, like you say, James, um, reaching new audiences. Part of our responsibility is to, to make sure as, as wide a range of people as possible are uh, engaging with the archive. And that doesn't mean you have to come in and read Latin on paper. That actually means maybe you're just learning a little bit about the history that's contained in the borough. Um, so we thought, spread our reach beyond people who might come over the threshold of the archives um so we thought we'd been watching some reels of other people both kind of like you know into our history um so we thought we could do that definitely and share some of our collections that way um so yeah that's why we thought great let's do yeah. social media mm. well you've got rosie hawks because you've, you've been going on about them for, for the got. last few weeks so <laughs> so yeah so and and we'll 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 share them as, as part of when when the, the podcast goes out and yeah so hopefully we can we can help you out and we'll learn some t- you have to give us some tips as well on how to do uh, <laughs> reels as well perhaps because we can yeah. nick some ideas there it's a lot of learning how to walk down a street uh, without walking into a lamppost that feels like the biggest thing <laughs> yeah, the future in tv <laughs> I, I am not a one-take wonder <laughs> i lose the ability to speak when the camera's on <laughs> one of the other things i wanted to ask is there is there some like a standout thing that you've learned like during your your time here that you that's like made you like stop and go oh wow i never knew that about the borough or is there anything that springs to mind not in terms of um actual collection mentions I mean that all the collection is is brilliant I guess it always strikes me how much we're constantly uncovering new stories because mm-hmm. people come in and they say you know I'm, I'm interested in um, women in the 1700s and we you know we can go and we can find a diary of a woman in the 1700s 1800s and you know that, that leads to we now know what her life was like yeah. we can publish a book on it so we can we can Ellen Wheaton was a woman who lived in the borough in the 1700s and um, we hold her diary it means that we've we've now got a written publication of her diary as well so more people can learn about her life and this is a story that many people wouldn't know you wouldn't have that first-hand account had had it not been uncovered in the archives or sort of brought to the fore um, by researchers my big sort of revelation is is constantly people bringing out new stories because they've just come to us with a personal interest and we've been able to help them with that. The thing for me is that how many people, not just from within the borough, but nationally and even globally, are interested in our collections. Mm-hmm. So at the end of last year, we had a Canadian film company come over because they're doing a history of denim. And in our collections, we have a tiny, tiny fragment of denim from about 1817, 1818. And it's one of the oldest surviving fragments of denim. And they came over and filmed part of their documentary here in the archives because it was one of the oldest pieces they'd come across. Wow. That is cool. Right, I've got some follow-up questions. Um, Would it have been denim worn, would that have been workwear? Well, it became workwear later on, didn't it? Because you think of jeans and that's what um, men who were doing physical labor with them because uh, it's hard wearing. Um, but this itself was tiny, like the size of a really old stamp. Um, 
and it was like light in colour as well. It wasn't like blue denim like you think of a pair of jeans. It, it looked quite different. Right. But they were super excited about it. <laughs> um, and yeah, they brought an academic from the University of Manchester and they, they filmed up in the council chamber. Wow. Very exciting. So was it a, fra but was it a fragment from a, a larger piece? Yeah, so you... it was a sample book from a oh, merchant. Right. So it had all different kinds ah, of fabric, fabric right. in it. Okay, I want to know more about this, the denim, but I'll, I'll save that for after we've stopped recording. <laughs> Right, okay. Well, um, so when, when can people come into the archives, the, the opening hours, and when are the, do they need to book on the tours? How do people find you? So we're based in Lee Town Hall uh, in the centre of Lee, and we're open Tuesday to Saturday, 10 o'clock till 1 o'clock, and then we reopen 1.30 till 4, and that's daily. And if they want to come on any of the tours, they can check out our Eventbrite page and you can sign up there and they're all free as well. And that's where we post all of our events that are taking place here. Right, Rosie, we're on to the quickfire questions then for Rosie and Tom. Yeah. Uh, do, you want to, do you want to kick us off? Yep. Um, so the first quickfire question is tea or coffee? Tea. Tea. I've gone, sorry, I know this is the quickfire round. <laughs> What's the thing with hot drinks around the old manuscripts? Is it a, no. do you have a, yeah. is there a no, perimeter? No. Stay away. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's only water in bottles in the search room. But you can have a cup of tea. We have spaces where you can have tea and coffee. Right. I think the archives are fueled on tea and coffee. Sorry about that. Right, back to the quick fire round. Um, cats or dogs? Dogs. Oh, I had both growing up. That's oh. really hard. Bo both. You can have both. Yeah, yeah I'll let you off. Pop or rock? Pop. Rock. Facebook or Twitter? It should be Instagram for yeah. you guys, but Facebook or Twitter? I'm, Twitter. I'm really bad at social media. <laughs> so neither. Um, sweet or salty? Sweet. Salty. Night owl or early bird? Early bird. Early bird. Box set or film? Box set. Yeah, box set. Horror or comedy? Well, comedy. Horror. Oh, I'm so easily scared. <laughs> and I like making myself scared. <laughs> winter or summer? Oh, I like winter. Easier to make yourself warm than it is to make yourself cold. We're really bad Although at this, aren't we? This is a cost of living crisis. Summer. <laughs> a big party or dinner party? Dinner party. Big party. Mm. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks very much. Thank, thank you. you, yeah. So a special thanks to our guests, Rosie and Tom, for that feature. Uh, we loved hearing more about the archives. And if you want to check them out on Instagram, you can do so at Archives Wig Lee. And thanks as well to Elizabeth uh, for chatting with us, uh, Lee, Lee Film Society. Please go and check it out, leefilmsociety.com or at Lee Film on the social media channels. And Rosie, it had an effect on you, didn't it, that interview? Because you've, you've already booked in to go to one of their sessions in the next few weeks. I did, I'll be there watching Fleabag uh, by the National Theatre. So I'm looking forward to that. So there we go for episode four, Rosie. If people want to go and check out all the Borough Life content, where can they find us? Just head to our website. It's wigan.gov.uk forward slash Borough Life. And we'll be back a little bit later on in, in May for episode five. Uh, we've been on the hiatus for a little bit during the pre-election period, but you're gonna get two episodes this month and then June's won't be too far around the, uh, around the corner as well. So we'll look forward to doing that. We've got some good things planned. So we'll see you soon. See you soon.